Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 400. This is your guide to the geek side. I am Todd Oxford, one of your hosts, joined by Charlie Carden. I couldn't remember how to do YMCA, and now I'm now I'm really embarrassed. Hello, <laughs> 400 episodes from September of 2014 to right now. Here yes. we are. I love and it. We, we have an extended crew today because it's a very special episode. So we're joined by folks who are part of our podcast. So we are joined by the Canardian, Mark Carabin, who has been along with us the long, the second longest part of the ride, I believe. Uh, so Mark, uh, here since episode 199, as we talked about wow. uh, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Seth. Hoff. Yes, and then we're also joined by Katie Quinn Pershing. And Katie, I don't remember your first episode. I I didn't do my due diligence, but it's been Um, about a year plus. It was a it was a Marvel movie. I remember that. That could have been last week. Considering how many. (laughs) Eternals just wasn't Eternals. It wasn't Eternals. It was one before that. For that. So potentially about a year and a half. It was was a movie, I remember. um, But I don't remember why. It was something that was very random where Charlie was just like, let's go. Let's put you on the show. And I was like, okay. And then I did not know what I was getting into or that you would then make me the co-chair for Code 47. That's how it happens. That's how stuff goes down in the podcast where it's just like, yeah, let's do it on Sunday. Let's record for an hour and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you have 400 episodes. What the hell (laughs) is the deal with that? But uh, I think Dune was my first one. Dune. Oh, I think it was Dune. The movie that I couldn't get to play on my TV. (laughs) (laughs) I had to to stream it off of my iPad to my TV because it kept jamming up. But anyway, Todd... Uh, how do we want to handle this nostalgia? Are we going to talk about this cover first, or are we going to are we going to well, sing the song of ice and fire that is Secret Friends Unite from the beginning? No, no, we're going to do a little different. We're first we're going to thank Manscaped. Manscaped is joining us as our first official sponsor. Uh, get twenty percent off and free shipping with this code SFU at Manscaped.com. We'll talk a little bit more about Manscaped after our news with Madam Web. But with that, uh, we will be talking about all about SFU and our past history in the Thunderdome. So we'll get into that at the very end. We'll do our pretty much a normal show up until that point where we'll celebrate a little bit and do a, you know, a look back before we look forward in the world of SFU. Uh, but with that, Charlie, we've done something and I, 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 I this is going to be something we're going to cover, but the covers are a new tradition as of almost 100 episodes ago, which is right. very fun. Big we started time. a little late. We started a little late on this one because we could have had so many in the beginning with. But we're ending on an atypical cover, and that is Archie number 400. I know. I figured it would be the death of Aunt May from ASM 400, but you know what? This is just fine. So we got Archie. I don't think we'd want to do a death as a celebration of a 400 ep. That seems like that's kind of a final farewell. It's a damn <laughs> fine point. You see, this is why Katie is such a fine counterbalance to what we do over on Code 47. Ad nauseum, she's absolutely correct. So uh, we see Archie cast in the role of Zach Morris, a very uh, say by the bell kind of scenario. He's holding... Two tickets to the prom, one in each hand. Uh, each one of the ladies is Betty and Veronica. Veronica was is the brunette. Betty is the blonde. Did I get that backwards? 
Uh, I don't know. I know. I don't watch Riverdale either. So uh, I'd love to go. Well, aren't you, Ken's the other, the other gal says. And then you got Jughead in the... Bo- <laughs> Todd, I'm just reminded of the, the Jughead. Do you remember from uh, Chasing Amy? <laughs> what the line was about Jughead. Jughead and Archie were lovers. Anyway, never mind. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations, Watch Arch. the video for the hand movements, the movements oh. there, guys. Random oh tangent. <laughs> yes, random. A, a rangent. There, I just named... <laughs> Who's coined something new? Uh, uh, Jughead says, congrats, Archie. Still can't decide. Well, Todd, I'm going to have to call an audible on this one. I really do have to know how this one ends. So I think we might have to read this when we come back next week, because we are going to have to start over with a number one cover because we come to realize, you and I talked about this, a lot of comics didn't really go past issue 400. So we got to like start again. And so every hundred episodes, we're going to have to go back to a number one. So next week will be a new number one. So this is our last like true number. So I do, I do kind of want to know how it ends. Yeah. We're not going to renumber the podcast, have legacy numbering or anything, but um, (laughs) before we move on from this cover, uh, chapter two, episode one, Pretty mm-hmm. much, yeah. Everything Second volume. Yeah. It's yeah. not a retcon. It's just kind of like, you know, condensing the a history re-con. of the podcast. Yeah. Exactly. That's the new Maybe maybe cool. let's call it like a rebirth, if you will. Oh, boy. Rebirth? Second and ask if Charlie just called Archie like Zach Morris. Like, wouldn't Zach Morris be copying Archie, who's been around for 80 yeah. friggin' years? <laughs> But you know, you picture it. It was it was the Saved by the Bell kind of situation. Two dates to the prom, blah blah blah. How does he work it out? I, I mean, think that's like goes thing. back to like Happy Days or like the early. I would days say of this is kind of a this is like this is almost Shakespearean is. with his oldest trope. Is. Let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> that is the tour. Unless you're Charlie is. and everything comes from you know all the great works of fiction come, are forming coming from ninety sitcoms. Like yes, okay, yeah. ninety sitcoms. That's where there that's where it is. But, uh, <laughs> I have I'm going to ask everyone's prediction. Who does uh, who does Archie pick? Jughead. Uh, he, Jughead. He thank you. <laughs> yes. I was going to say he can't decide um, and he dawdles too much. And then it just ends up where um, him and Jughead are at the prom alone. I mean, he's a sure thing, isn't he? Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you tell, never, tell never, trust never trust a ginger. Never trust a ginger. Well, you know, I'm famous to say my I have a redheaded stepchild. That's my stepson, Nathaniel. So, yeah, never trust a ginger. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Keeping it classy. Did I mentioned that my episodes. spouse is ginger at this point. Uh huh. No. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. And backpedaling. Um, with that, ouch. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna slide up on out of here, Todd. I'm sure we'll sprinkle all of this episode with great memories of SFU. But until we get there, what we've really got to talk about, we got to talk about getting down to the corner of Hollywood and find that's right. Madam Webb is waiting for us with all the hottest scoops without a shot of poop. Let's get down to Hollywood and find out what's going on. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. 400, Madam Webb. You know what? You were one of our first additions to the show. Um, you were pretty cheap back then. You've essentially raised your prices. So essentially, I believe you've been at par every time a stamp gets an increase, you get the same increase. So I believe you're at 64 cents. So, you know. I mean, still, it's, it's a hell of a bargain. It. Yeah, she, mm-hmm. she gets it. Uh, absolutely. 
She gets around as almost as much as stamps do. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, first news story is um, some DC, uh, sorry, Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe news in the world of TV. And we're hearing about some of the newer shows, which I would say almost like a, a phase two of the Marvel series on TV, because I think we're getting to like a second phase, I guess, as would be appropriate. One of the first ones is we're learning more about Ag- Agatha. Agatha. Man, I can't speak to Agatha's Oven of Chaos. It's going to be the new spinoff of WandaVision, and there's going to be some new actresses out of the cast. One of our favorite is Aubrey Plaza. And uh, we've got uh, Joe Locke as a male lead as well. I'm not as familiar with Joe Locke, though, but uh, Aubrey Plaza is pretty great. Hell yeah. No, that's a, that's a great grab. I mean, there's no one on earth who doesn't enjoy Aubrey Plaza, certainly in Parks and Recreation, if you're a sitcom fan at all, I think. Uh, and, and hopefully they're casting her a comedic role, though I believe she did play, as far as in the comic world and even in the Marvel world, in was it Legion? Wasn't she a star in that show as well? Yeah. In, the, in a dramatic right. role. Oh, yeah, yeah she was. Right. She was yeah, a villain I, that was original original creation for Legion rather than uh, a oh. existing X-Men character. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And we didn't but, end up squeezing up that whole series, but Todd, you did. You were a fan of that show, weren't you? Um, I wanted to be, but I, <laughs> I just did not continue on with it. My That's theory fair. is she just wandered onto set one day, and they were like, "You're creepy. We'll pay you." He's like, "Yeah, okay, you'll do." I think she wandered onto set, and then she was like, "Fucking make me leave." Yeah. Just yeah. try. And no one no one dared take her on because that's just Aubrey Plaza energy right there. Yeah, right. How it works. Like it. These days like you get a part, you just show up and said, yeah. hey, deal with me. It does when you're Aubrey Plaza. Big Audrey energy. There you go. Well, and they were saying that this is a dark comedy. So that is perfect vibe for her. That's exactly like who she is as far as her character goes. So I'm really excited. And I can see that, yeah, you're right. This is kind of like a season like when there would be a season two, that's kind of what Agatha Coven of Chaos is going to be. So, right. so um, that like and a- Vision Quest. Yeah. So I'm pretty right. stoked yeah. about those. Yeah, yeah, they did add additional actors uh, to this. Ali On is also in this from Raising Dion and Maria Dizia from The Staircase. Um, so this is going to be coming out in late 2023. Uh, mm-hmm. So that'll be a, a good addition to the 2023 uh, you know, map. We don't know a lot what's coming in 2023. Right. But thank you for bringing up Vision Quest, uh, Katie, because <laughs> that is something new that it's uh, Charlie knows all about the story that inspired it. But we've kind of already done most of that with right. WandaVision and, and Vision. So, right. um, and that kind of ties into Wonder Man which has announced that he is going to be part of the MCU as well, played by an actor who is already Black Manta in the DCU. It's very mm-hmm. weird how this all, like, you can play anybody these days. Which is <laughs> well, I mean, why not if he has the chops? I, I love the character of Wonder Man. I always have. He was a big deal in the West Coast Avengers in the 80s. Leading into the 90s, he had his own admittedly very forgettable series that I, man, I was there getting it every month and it was, it was just, it was very nineties. He was an actor in LA uh, apart from being in the Avengers. And it was just very trendy and hip. And it was kind of like the Melrose place of Marvel comics. And the Katie probably won't get that reference. That's okay. Uh, that was <laughs> the people like Todd and I were like, Ooh, when we were teenagers. Uh, but yeah, he was just, he was the, the hip and the, he was the ageless. He's essentially, a indestructible Thor level, Superman level 
uh, kind of villain who died, came back to life, then became an Avenger. I love the character. I've been waiting for this for a long time. That's one of my old-timey cosplays. I have the 70s Wonder Man in his safari, red safari jacket. Katie, you've probably seen me in a float, photos floating around. Oh, yeah. Um, but I haven't yet worked up the guns to do the 90s sleeveless version with the big W on it, but I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Working on that cosplay. I just want Zemo. If if Wonder Man means more Zemo, I am 100% here for it. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah. Wait, it, Katie, it, it, how do you pronounce that? Zemo? Zemo? How does Charlie is pronounce it? It's never been Zemo. Is it, is it Thanos? Todd 100% called Thanos. Thanos. It's always been Thanos. Thanos. I might have screwed up once. You say is this Zemo a tomato, tomato type of it situation? It's been so it's Zemo, called. correct? In the MCU? Zemo forever. It's always okay. been Zemo. They call him Zemo. In the you gave me, you you gave my insecure no, no. nerd That's girl. That's an ongoing joke. He's, he's a doing very it. big Charlie says, I call, there. Charlie says they call him yeah. Th- Thanos or something Thanos. else. Like, You've called him Thanos. But anyway, that's what's Thanos. weird about it, about it, you know, because stuff has been in comics for 50 years that it's never been pronounced that, yeah, you can just pick something out of a hat. So anyway, yes, Zemo and Thanos. There we go. Yes. It's so. Yeah. So this, so, uh, Yahya. Abdul Mateen the second. Yaha, yeah, there you go, Mark. Yeah, thank you. Um, and this is going to be uh, a character obviously inspired by some other characters. I'm not sure they're going to bring him in. For a long time, people wanted a Nathan Fillion as the character because right. he's kind of a, a very over-the-top type of character. But this mm-hmm. is definitely the definition of a D-tier character. Charlie might be his only fan. Um, I, how many people know well, about him? Like yeah. I said, he had, his, he had his own series in a couple of one-shots. Charlie, everybody in Marvel has had their own series. No, nothing, after, nothing after 1995. Wait, if, if we're just going by that's the cred that you need to get on MCU, when am I getting Dazzler? Oh, oh Dazzler has. Well, she had her own series. Yeah. But, no, that's uh, what I mean. That's what. I, but when is she getting in the MCU? I MCU, want MCU exactly because I right want now, once the X Men appear, once the X Men appear, <laughs> Dazzler right, will show up. Now, yeah. and Dazzler was one of the because she was in Dark Phoenix, which was a god awful film, but she was one thousand percent comic accurate in that film and played by yes. uh, one of the actresses who's on I think the Orville. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the young lady's name, but anyway, off on a tangent so, on Dazzler. But this is so, great. <laughs> So we don't normally have Mark on the show. So Mark, what's your take on all of these announcements? Uh, I'm, I'm increasingly excited over Agatha, the more casting we see for that one. Um, and, and this one's got me excited. It's, it's going to be interesting to see uh, Yaya in this kind of a role. Like Wonder Man's very different from his very serious and brooding uh, you killed my father pirate revenge kind of thing in, in, uh, in Aquaman. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to see him take on something a little lighter and right. apparently Ben Kingsley's going to be in this one. And it's, uh, the, the Shang-Chi director is, uh, I think the executive producing this, nice. uh, and he's, he's kind of got his, his fingers in everything. He's going to be directing, uh, the Kang dynasty as well. And, um yeah, I like Shang-Chi was one of my favorite MCU projects in in recent memory. So, um yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that one specifically. That's uh, that's that's really really cool all around. 
That that's a beaut combo to put to, to bring back Ben Kingsley, who was so great, obviously in Shang Chi, and then obviously originally in the role in Iron Man three, where he was more semi serious until he found out that he was a fraud. And but for the fact that Simon Williams, Wonder Man, is also an actor, so will this? Yeah, I, I, I'm curious. Well, is this something that could take a bent like? Like She Hulk took a bet, or it could be a little bit more meta. Are they going to go back, or is, is she going to kind of hold the corner on that market? I don't know. I'm curious. I hope they can have a little bit more fun with Deadpool coming into the MCU. Mm-hmm. And like, right. I, yeah, after She Hulk, I think no holds barred. Like, that we're right. just ready for some goofiness. So, yeah. I'm well, and especially, if they're, especially if they're staying like kind of comic inspired accurate i mean because mm-hmm. she hulk was the og fourth wall breaker so seeing that mm-hmm. showing up in the tv show was just so phenomenal so yeah. you know if wonder oh, man yeah, had some camp and some fun with him then yes please bring that into his series yeah agreed and oh, charlie will be fact checking I mean, all of the wonder man you better believe, like i said the whole Vision Quest storyline with the, the Vision being abducted by the government and stripped to his wires and he lost his personality. And the thing is, his entire personality originally came was, from Simon Williams. Yeah. And then it turned into a big love triangle because it was, you know, he it was suspected Vision fell in love with Wanda because Wonder Man, because Simon, Simon Wonder Man loved her and it was just a whole thing. And written by John Byrne, who's my favorite comic creator. So yes, this is my this is my passion project outside of anything Captain America and E. Captain America like I'm, I'm this is my thing. All for it. <laughs> yeah. If we know anything about the Scarlet Witch, she is probably not gone, uh, despite what happened in Doctor Strange, because she is a component of so many cool stories and what she can bring to the table house of M and things like that. I assume we, when you didn't see a body assume the body's still, you know, well, especially since you kind of saw that like puff of smoky magic, yeah. like right. as it collapsed, I'm like, she, she went somewhere or did something, yes. something obviously mm-hmm. happened. She has not gone. She, yes. She's off with the puff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So another story that's fairly interesting, um, you know, we, we've got all this noise about DC. It looks like they're finally going to write the ship with um, James Gunn and Peter Safran, which is pretty cool. Uh, obviously, they've got some baggage to put away uh, until they can really move forward with their own ideas and their own stories. Uh, but as we saw at the end of Black Adam, Henry Cavill um, is back as Superman, and we don't know in the context he will continue with the character, but it sounds like it's all but done, and he is going to be back in a DC movie in the future as part of the DC cinematic universe. They have Henry some Cavill, baggage to put away, is like saying the Titanic needs a couple of patches to make yeah. it seaworthy again. I was kind of right. thinking of that when he said that they need to write the ship, and I'm like, that ship is right. capsized and sunk. They need like to they build a whole to- new ship. <laughs> the little best boy putting his fingers in the hole in the Titanic. That's <laughs> well, it's Warner Brothers. You know what they're going to do? They're going to put all the baggage in a house, let it on fire, and say, I don't know what happened, collect the insurance money. Mm-hmm. I was saying, and Zack Snyder will light the fire. <laughs> exactly. exactly. No, he's in there, too. He's in there, too, with the uh, He's in the house. Oh, boy. Ouch. He's in there with the Snyder cut. Sorry. I feel, oh, I feel bad because he's not a bad dude, just those movies. No, no, he's, just, not a, he's not a bad He's not guy. a bad dude. He just b- does bad work. <laughs> Maybe he I, should be working at a gas station. He's a good guy. No, it's just, I mean, DC, uh, there's just, we don't have he's time. He's not for everybody. <laughs> he's, not, he's not for everybody. We totally get it. Um, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. But uh, 
<laughs> so Henry Cavill's getting really busy. Apparently, he's going to be in another movie. He's going to be in a movie with Guy Ritchie, apparently. He's going to be doing some other roles. Uh, but one of the things with becoming more busy and also becoming more famous is um, you make a lot more money. And it's been announced that really? he will no longer be The Witcher as of season four. Uh, they are replacing him with Liam Hemsworth. They already put this out there. Wow. Um, I obviously like The Witcher. I like the series. And it's been very popular for Netflix. It, it's taken a long time just to even get the two seasons out. Um, one of the things is Henry Cavill has come out as a huge nerd. He builds right. PCs. He does like D&D. He does everything. And he is a huge fan of the books um, mm -hmm. of The Witcher. And he, which are different than the actual games as well and the TV series and, and some other things. But Henry Cavill wanted it to be very accurate to the books. And apparently the writer's room is not exactly as enamored with all of the source material. They feel like we can take it and do different things with it, which is fine. You're not, if you're adapting the books directly, sometimes it's not great. Like Watchmen, if you saw Watchmen, essentially talking mm -hmm. about our, our guy there, adapted it like essentially a hundred percent like on the nose. And so it's like, well, was that needed? So, um, so this is happening. Liam Hemsworth, who I'm not as familiar with the, what he's done, except, um, he was in the crying, the, the crying game, the hunger games, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I oh, mean, there was a, crying in the hunger games. That'd be so. a very, very different film. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I don't know many other roles. I don't really know his acting chops so i can't tell you but this is very weird after three seasons someone coming in and taking over the same role this doesn't happen very often um can you th can any of you think of another time this has happened dr uh, who that's correct that's true. <laughs> i'm not aware of the witchers having a resurrection and they come back as like hmm, you look a little different Hmm. It's a glamour, but it's permanent now. Right. I mean, I feel like it was something that used to happen a lot before like the internet days, where it was mm. just something of like someone kind of like just swapping out where like changing actors for a character wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Um but now the actors become so much of the character. And so so many people were unfamiliar with the Witcher series and like with the games and everything else, he really kind of made the show. So, I mean, it seems like it's not even because he's busy. He literally was like, no, they're not following the source material and we're having disagreements. So peace out. Hmm. Yeah. And well, Netflix isn't exactly, I think they're feeling the purse strings. So it could be too. The longer mm -hmm. you have actors on, the more you have to pay them. So maybe they want to cheap out. Isn't and that, yeah, it's probably cheaper. That's wild. Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if we're getting the full story or not, but that's what we have heard that the, he was unhappy with the source material not being mm -hmm. solid. And apparently, he got hurt during one of the seasons filming as well. And they take a long time. It's a very physical role. Um, right. But I was thinking about it. We did have um, Bewitched. The husband changed. I, mm -hmm. I I did I did even though we were all talking I did slide that one in there though yes the dick transplant everybody knows about from Dick York to Dick Sargent or maybe it was the other way well that, I'm I stole that from Wayne's World sorry I'm gonna I'm gonna confess myself the dick transplant <laughs> the other one I can the think of is Rhodey I was just gonna Rhodey say Rhodey yeah Rhodey yeah, 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 yeah. MCU yeah. stuff. But I mean, definitely not that, the main character, right? Well, in um, like Rudy changed um, in the Cosby Show. I believe the aunt changed in Family Matters. 
Uh, no, I uh, used uh, uh, um, Fresh, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince for the answer. Or French. Oh no, the mom changed. The mom changed on Family Matters too, didn't it? Oh no, mom didn't change. Oh. I don't know. No, I don't but think, the aunt, I, I believe, did because I she think, she beat when she became a more consistent character. I don't think Rudy changed. I think they brought in Raven Simone as a different character to be like Rudy. It, I, they didn't get rid of Rudy. I don't oh, know. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Nobody talks about the cast. That was, yeah, that was, Cosby. yeah. <laughs> um, but I know that that was kind of a thing. Like with those sitcoms, a lot of those, like especially like the second tier cast, they would just kind of like if they were gone for a season, they would just like recast them. I mean, it happened right. uh, actually. Um, Ant Man's uh, daughter is yeah. someone else now. Oh, that's recast. right. Yeah. Again, so it's not unheard of. Is yeah, it's easier to do with an ancillary character, but when you're yeah. recasting your lead, yeah, with um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, oh, I wonder Hulk? how that's really good. The Hulk, we forgot the Hulk. Bruce Banner <laughs> replaced. Yeah, but, it, but yeah, we're but on again, our third yeah. iteration at this point. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep uh, oh, uh, Johnny Depp was replaced in Fantastic Beasts, but I'm sure mm-hmm. they said oh, right. it's just a glamour. Um, yes, that yeah. was a that was a uh, that was a uh, kind of a Doctor Who scenario. They could easily swap that out. So, all right, what uh, what do we got going on with this last story? It's something about TikTok or whatever. You know, I don't understand all this crazy stuff. These live action Hercules. Yes, yes, uh, it's going to be filmed. Is coming because that's what Disney does now. Apparently, because they said adults don't like animation, so uh, we're going to make live action. <laughs> apparently, Bob Disney said that's what we're doing. We're doing it. animation Disney. is only for kids. Thank you, Bob Disney. Um, Uh, Bob Disney Disney and Tim Apple. I like it. Yeah. So apparently uh, Guy Ritchie, which it's still an odd thing that Guy Ritchie has now directed Aladdin and now Mm -hmm. is directing Hercules for Disney live action. And basically they're saying it's inspired by TikTok and kind of going to make, I guess, experience in the world is, they said, there are questions about how you translate it to a musical. Audience today have been trained by TikTok, right? What is their expectation of what a musical looks like and feels like that can be a lot of fun and help us push the boundaries a little bit on how you execute a modern musical. Um, Do you guys get really inspiration from TikTok like as a musical, or do you think it's a lot of people with sound over them doing dances? and? Oh, no, there's an entire TikTok, like musical TikTok. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they create, like, TikTok as a medium is, there are a lot of, like, story-driven, um, where, like, they're writing scripts, there's, like, they're just in these, like, short forms, like, you have the dancing trends that have come out, so I can definitely see what he means by, like, looking at, like, a TikTok type of medium, or maybe looking at it as kind of inspiration as far as it being very, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek, or mm-hmm. a little bit off, you know off the wall or a little bit quirky. I'm totally down for that, especially if it means that they're not going to just rehash the same movie that was animated and then put it in live action and then be like, here you go. Which is what they've done. Uh, so far. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm curious because Todd, you started by saying that obviously we know Bob Disney said, well, you know, adults don't like animated, whatever. So he's remaking Hercules. And if we were to, to, to weigh that as a statement, for an audience that potentially appreciated it back in the 90s based on TikTok, which people our age don't necessarily understand. So is that the connection that's kind of like, woo, going in the opposite direction? I don't I think it's that it's that they think adults don't like animated, because they make animated stuff. It's just all of their animated stuff. It's not 2D animated anymore. It's 3D animated. But that's mm-hmm. literally the statement that the 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 
CEO of Disney made within the last week. He said, well, you know, we don't really think adults <laughs> like animated programs. So I, I don't know. Kind of. He didn't really come out and say that. He kind of like, I watched that interview live. Or like so, when, like the way he was talking, it was very offhanded, and I don't think he really thought about how it sounded. But it was more kind of like right. he wants Disney Plus to have everything. The question was actually about Disney Plus getting like um, what's it called, like in the in the states, like you guys have it separated, right? The, oh yeah, that's uh, yeah, right. Because like, something else, yeah, because oh, Disney Hulu is its own separate. Hulu. That's the other yeah. one. So in right. in Canada, Disney Plus, I can go from the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse to Deadpool three or Deadpool it's two. Just, and it's all in the same app. You guys have it separated, yeah, right. so you can't hear like a f bomb on Disney Plus, basically. Amer- well, we American, actually can. We actually American can, Mark. They added, well, a, like, they, they added a, 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 a adult gate because now Deadpool yeah, is okay. on it. Uh, yeah, so okay. they did do that, but, but yeah, they separated. Yeah, that was the original idea, Plus. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, the, the original quote was like, someone was asking him, like, do you think you should, you should have ESPN because Disney owns that? Like, do you think you should have adult content? And the answer was kind of like, yeah, we want like Disney plus to have everything. Cause we want you to watch cartoons. And when the kids go to bed, you're not going to want to do that anymore. So you want to watch something else like a little bit more mature. Yeah. And like that's yeah, that, kind that, of that, how yeah. the quote came out. It, it, he that's said true. it wrong. Like he definitely said it in a way that I understand why people are pissed off, but like, of all the things to get mad at this dude for, that's not one of them. <laughs> you know what I there's mean? There's a like, lot we can pick from, but there's yeah, a what? lot of shit you a can pick out back. from like how Disney's yeah. being run the last couple of years. But like right. that yeah. one for me, I was like, really? Like Twitter, this is what you're getting up in arms about? about like, I mean, it is also Disney Twitter. Right yeah. Yeah, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter's not winning any popularity contests these days. No. You need to talk much more about that. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where I think that quote kind of got misinterpreted and, and kind of blown up. So you're saying there's more than just a headline? Yeah. Holy crap. I mean, kind of how you have TikTok Kirk for your headline. So TikTok Hercules, like, I love Hercules, the, the animated movie, um, mm-hmm. Go the Distance. I was just talking about that last week, like how great that song is and like the soundtrack in general. Um if they're mixing things up and making this interesting, I don't know, like, again, what inspiration they're taking from TikTok, but I've discovered a ton of amazing artists through TikTok. Like Teddy Swims mm-hmm. is one of my most played artists last year and again this year and just kind of like stumbled upon them on the TikTok algorithm, like brought it up. But like there's dozens of artists that I've added like to my library and just be like, you know, I love this artist or this person or whatever um you know and it's it's thanks to tiktok uh so i uh, yeah i hope i hope they take the best from tiktok and not like you know yeah. some not the dances the, and the, uh, the social media aspects yeah yeah i hope the songs aren't whittled down to like 30 seconds or something because they yeah. think we can't pay attention well i mean you can do three minute videos now <laughs> that's true, well, that's true. you know april, three april does and go the april distance is a short song April does yeah. a lot of this stuff for her business, so she's educating me slowly. But I'm still like, eh. I know. Well, no, and, and again for SFU, I know it's something we really got to look at doing a little bit more seriously because we got to reach those kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly, the kids are looking for yes, certain demographics. So, um, but I, I do think the fact that Disney has gotten down this path of, you know, we're going to remake the the, the 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 animation go to live action and they essentially haven't done much to them they've been like we're just making mm-hmm. a live action like the, the like the lion king essentially right. didn't really anything new to the oh, table and i thought it took away a lot of the charm because you had more realistic animals talking and i'm like yeah. it just seems like it takes some of the magic away animation's supposed to be timeless right i mean right. if 
it's like in it's not like it's dated because it's animated. So I get it. Hand drawn, different it's than not, CG. It's not dated yeah, because it's animated. But, yeah, just like Aladdin, yeah. it's a, it's a tale as old as time, as they say. No, it's Beauty and the Beast. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, which which they also did. That's yeah. they also did. And I'm just honestly excited for them to finally get through. I'm just waiting for them to get through their entire animated roster so they can do something else. Because yeah, yeah, there right. has not been a live yes. action that I have liked even as much as one of the animated shows. Like, I, I will be honest, I'm super excited for uh, Little Mermaid, even though um, Flounder looks like he was demon-possessed <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> exercised. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. Uh People wanted to be pissed about the casting on that. No, be pissed at Flounder. We need to have a sonic intervention on that fish right now. That fish is terrifying. The like real looking fishes are yeah, real looking fishes are not exactly the cutest They're not thing in the good. World. No. Right. But right. the right. only thing that I've enjoyed is um the uh, he actually played Legion. Um his rendition of Beast, he mm. did I thought he did really well. And I like the soundtrack of the Beauty and the Beast live action, but I don't actually like the movie better than I like the animated. Mm-hmm. So yeah. mm-hmm. I just I want something else. <laughs> They've definitely added a couple of cool things to some of the animated stuff. Like I I liked uh, Jasmine having like her own number and a couple of things there Mm -hmm. uh, that they did in Aladdin. Like I thought, you know, because especially with the genie, because you can't really top what Robin Williams and they were very cognizant of that. So I I like that. And it's good for like Guy Ritchie directing this one as well, because he was kind Mm -hmm. of at least aware that he couldn't just copy and paste everything in live action. Um but and and the beauty of the beast too i thought they really kind of delved down uh, a little bit more into what was going on and like what happened with the villagers and all that kind of stuff so uh but i'll i'm gonna mirror what you said like i haven't liked any of them as much as the animated stuff right maybe this will change it and of course we're nostalgic you know for the things we grew up in the kids today i don't know yeah. Maybe they don't care about the animated things that are 30 years plus years old now. So I don't right. know. Um, but they're, they're both there. So they can decide right. and watch it in Disney Plus. And then when the parents go to bed, then they can put in the code and watch all the adult content. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I sure. like it. Skeevy. I have a story yeah. like that when I was growing up, too, that I'm not going to tell. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Yes. So that we is it for the news that. this week. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, we will leave our, our time with Madam Webb. And we'll talk more about you, Madam Webb in the Thunderdome. But until that point, Charlie, it's time for us to thank our sponsor. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Folks, support for Secret Friends Unite is brought to you by Manscaped, who is best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products, precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SFU at manscaped.com. My math is correct, Todd. You know, I don't math. That's about 12 million balls. Holy cow. Manscaped.com, SFU. Um, Tell them Todd and Charlie sent you. Yeah, we've all gotten our packages. We've, I think, all been very happy with the effects. My head looks great. This head, folks, look at me. Heads up here. Heads um, up here. Nose is clean, ears are clean, and our nether regions are nice and fresh. I don't need to know about your nether regions. I will just trust you on that. That's good. Yes, Thumbs but, up. but it, all possible through Manscaped. We do love them. So 
Oh, and with that, Todd, time to get out that app. We need that Uber to get us down to Scuggsville, nasty town. That's where the Geek Easy is, so let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy drinks report, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So we've got an expanded group this week, so we'll get some new things we haven't heard about. So Katie, uh, kick it off. Yes, so um, I am starting off with my thrills giving. Um, and if any of you have listened to any of the other episodes I've been on, I have decided to take on horror movies. And as you know, that is not my general forte, but my spouse absolutely adores them. And I thought, you know what? He has done so much to support me and my love of comics, so I'm going to try to support him. Once uh-huh. he found that out, he made an entire Excel spreadsheet of movies broken down by different categories. So we have all of these movies to go through. So last month, we were getting, we were prepping me for um, Cabin in the Woods, watched it, loved it, tens across the board. Yes, yes. This month is Thrills Giving. We are prepping me to end the month watching The Babadook on Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. my God. <sighs> so more psychological thriller type horror movies has started the month off. So I watched The Night House, which is a 2020, I believe, release. Uh, so fairly recent, but also any horror movie people probably have seen it. Um, and I won't go too much into detail. Um, trigger warning, it does involve um, some... Um, suicidal ideations, self-harm, depression, discussions, as many horror movies do kind of bridge that kind of discussion. Um, Long story short, um, the wife who is played by, I don't remember. Rebecca Hall. Yes. Absolutely phenomenal. I don't honestly know if this movie would be as good if not for her performance, but her performance just makes this movie. Um, So the movie starts with um, her husband having just committed suicide. And so it's kind of a story as she's trying to deal with that and cope with that. As you find out that she was the one who dealt with a lot of depression and suicidal ideation and kind of that journey for her. And it hit a lot of marks for me, not only as someone who suffers from my own depression and dark thoughts, but also being married to someone who has that. And then also watching her best friend who is continually struggling to try to help keep her afloat. And so the culmination of all of that, I could kind of see myself in all three of those characters. So it was a really, um, I don't want to say enjoyable, because <laughs> that feels a little relatable. strained. Relatable, cathartic. yes. And I did, yeah. Cath- relatable. Cathartic. I think cathartic is a really, really good way to put it. Um, because, I love cathartic. Yeah. It, yeah. it Also, it was a really just, again, really, really well done. If, if you like horror or suspense at all, um, and you just want to watch Rebecca, Rebecca Hall's perform. It's absolutely phenomenal performance. So 10 out of 10 nice. that way. So, so Katie, I was going to say, I got this one kind of ruined for me cause it, I've been watching the, or I watched the 101 scariest movie moments mm-hmm. on, yeah. um, shutter. And this was one of the movies. So it kind of oh, no. got the whole thing kind of got ruined for me, unfortunately, but I was still interested. And, um, I didn't realize that the director of this, which is funny because he also directed Hellraiser, the Amazon 2022 one. Yes. Oh boy, and that and, and, movie was a. I don't know what happened because I, this boy, movie's about boy, raised, we not so much love like, that one. Hmm. Yeah, yeah and this movie has a lot more subtlety and a lot more nuance. I mean, I'm not going to say that um, there is a lot of subtlety, like especially at the end, like it's pretty clear what the monster is supposed to represent. Um, so 
yeah, that's, but also in Hellraiser, there was just like, nope, that is very, very on the nose. <laughs> yeah, God. Uh, yeah, well, your, lots of body parts. Yeah, yeah, lots yeah. of body Yeah, and lots well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he Hand was the executive producer oh of the Night House. He was just the director. So yeah, that's the thing. I don't know of, if he wrote the if you wrote the Night House. And again, Rebecca Hall's performance carries a lot of it because she has that's just a awesome. lot of subtlety to her acting. Has she ever been in a happy movie? Because everything I've seen her in seems like something bad is going on to her, or she's just in a bad situation. Wasn't she in um, Iron Man two? Yeah, three. She or three, excuse the, me. Uh, yeah, because she, she was, the, was the girl brought on. Who, yeah, who kind of you know, from Tony's past, who kind of mm-hmm. spurned on the plot. So she was she was a plot device. Yeah, Great. although and, she was she was brought on, thought that and um, told that she was going to be the main villain of the movie. Oh, oh. see, I hadn't heard that. I yeah, was, and so then the, there was a bunch of rewrites, and so she was actually ended up being really really disappointed because she was supposed to be um, like more of a major character. Oh, drag! Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, very good. So, Mark, uh, you know what? You're, you're here to mix things up. So, yeah, so I feel like singing one of those one of these things is not like the other. You guys are all talking about some freaky shit. And if you want me to talk about <laughs> right, um, anything like even TV related, like we haven't watched anything really. Um, we've been watching like my wife and I've been watching uh, like the MCU movies again. So we just hit Guardians yeah. last night. Uh, Guardians. I mean, I. I- I have weeks like that too. I'm like, we get to this. I'm like, shit, I have to have watched something that I really yeah. have to struggle to come up. So you're all right. Oh, actually, you know what? I can talk about something. I want to change this. Cause we just talked about, uh, I was going to talk about, uh, Mario plus rabbit sparks of hope. We just did that on code 40 or, uh, co-op mode code 47. Look yeah. at I do that sometimes too. Are you joining Katie? us on Code 47? I would be and so excited. Something Katie has heard me start start Code 47 and say we're talking about Star Wars. She's absolutely <laughs> heard me do that. Or he'll say <laughs> the the holonomicron. I think you've called it a couple the times. Holon- the nec- the necroholonomicron. Yes. <laughs> Y'all know it's the holocronicles, but no holocronicles. That's already another show. Uh, that I'm in a, a blood feud with, but uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of stick to theme. So haha, I'm not going to be that different. We've been watching ghosts on Paramount plus, uh, which is not horror, Ooh, but it deals with ghosts and neat. Sp- you know, spirits and whatever. Nice. Uh, so we just watched the first, I want to say five or six episodes of season two, which it's dropping kind of weekly. And um, I really enjoyed season one, season two's hitting all those same kind of notes and, and just, diving more into the characters and if you're not familiar uh ghosts takes place uh, this couple inherited this old mansion they're turning it into a and b the female falls down the stairs and bumps her noggin and is near death and uh she and she wakes up and she can see ghosts and her husband is like knows this and he can't see ghosts. So he's always trying, especially in the second season to like guess where they are and talk to them. And she's like, they're over there. You're talking to a lamp or something. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a very entertaining <laughs> show. And uh, yeah, we blew through the episodes over, over this weekend. And um, the only thing is Paramount plus is, is raising the, like doubling their prices basically and raising the prices. And really? I might really? just, buy this season on like Apple TV or something and yeah, forget it. Cause that's, that, yeah. that's rough about Paramount plus we, we have mm-hmm. our re up coming up. And of course 
for Katie and me and other Star Trek people, we don't really have much of a choice because that's where all the Star Trek is. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, our price is bundled with Showtime, and it's pretty reasonable. So they must be just zapping it to you in Canada, and that sucks. I say I Sorry. have mine bundled through um, Amazon Prime. So I think it's like oh, an extra seven okay. bucks a month for me. Right. It's yep. the flip of ours, and we get Showtime with Paramount Plus for like, like you said, an extra like seven or eight bucks for their. I got mine free for T-Mobile. Apparently, they of course, free service. Todd, Todd, of course you did. Of no, course you found the slip. So I have a question, Mark, because I have not mm-hmm. seen Ghost, but it has been on my, on my. Hmm, this seems interesting. List. Um, it always came across in like the trailers and the little sound bites that I saw that it was kind of a dark comedy. Would you? Is that kind of a correct assumption, or is it more? Kind of. I mean, there can be dark bits in t- mm-hmm. in it. Like, I mean, they're dealing with ghosts. They're dealing with people right. that have been around in some cases for like a thousand years, stuck in the same place. Because the the one of the like things is that the ghosts have this invisible barrier. So when you cross through it, you just basically shoot back out. It's like a portal, and you can't. So you can't go anywhere. So there's some darkness there of like. You know, they, we've been stuck doing the same thing. Like, please leave the TV on because otherwise we have to stare at each other because we can't interact <laughs> with objects. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would say that's that that's dark humor there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some dark right. humor or um, just, yeah, just weird little things. And it like full dark sometimes. Like they they discovered this secret vault room where the ghosts can't get out of where there is one ghost who his body was still in there and he was stuck in a room with his own body for a long time before they sent him uh, elsewhere. And like, that was, I'm not going to spoil anything about who that character was or anything else, but um, yeah. So they, they very dark stuff at times and other times it's like just incredibly goofy. So, okay. um, So yeah, for sure. Definitely stick it on my watch list then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite things is the ghosts when they get, when they elevate to the the higher place or to their afterlife, they call it <laughs> getting sucked off. Which, yep. <laughs> which it's like, don't okay, say yeah. that. Don't say that. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of the humor yeah. too. And I will tell you this, yeah. Mark. I don't know if you've watched it yet because uh, we watched the British Ghost, which just like The Office, the British version <laughs> came out first. <laughs> yeah. The British Ghosts, <laughs> and it only had like like 24 episodes, but it's across like four seasons or four series or whatever you call it. So it's very good. But once again, they took the idea of like the American version is tailored to America because it happens in America. The one in the, in the the UK happens in, so there are different characters, which are great, but they have some characters that are very much inspired. And I would say the the British one's a, a, a lot darker um mm. comparative oh but it does have a lot of the same story beats so i'd watch both because i love both so you don't feel like you're it's there's repeating much of the same which is great right oh, and i don't know yeah, where you would get that it was on hbo max so it was on uh, hbo max so mark once again i don't know where you'll get it <laughs> one, yeah i want to say it, it's it is somewhere because i did check it out i can't remember exactly where it is but it's either on paramount plus or crave up here i believe so oh, i'll, I'll find it anyway i'm sure i can track it down yeah the yeah, we love both. We love both of them. They're great. It's one of the few sitcoms my wife and I watch together. That's awesome. Good deal. Excellent. Well, we went to the movies twice this week, and we saw something super forgettable. The first time it was the latest rom-com from, I think, George Clooney and Julia oh Roberts. The, oh, God. Yeah, I, it was, oh, it's bad. But anyway, last night we went to go see, and this was – I was tipped off – by my old girlfriend, Courtney, uh, who Todd, we've had her on the show. She's a friend of ours. Uh, she went to go see, she says, I never go to the movies, but my neighbor convinced me to go see this movie, Smile, like 
you told me about this two, three weeks ago. So I'm like, yeah, all right, well, we'll work that in there. Uh, so we did finally decide to go see it because we've been seeing the promos. And, you know, it's about, uh, you know, someone who's uh, possessed gives this creepy smile and then they kill themselves. And that's basically, that's what you get out of the trailer. So no, no spoilers here because, again... I just like it's funny, Katie. As I said to you, it's it's kind of an inverse of what you were talking about. A lot of similar elements. You have this uh, clinical psychologist that deals with deeply depressed people. Uh, she ends up meeting with this young woman who was saying, you know, my uh, professor at school killed himself in front of me. And then, spoiler alert: this is one spoiler. I'll give you this young lady has an outburst, has an episode breaks out their crazy work to smile and then kills herself, which actually you end up seeing in the trailer, though, interspersed cut. And this young doctor uh, starts to figure out that the curse has passed through the gentleman, the professor who killed himself to this young lady and then onto her. And she, it's starting to manifest all this different uh, kind of thing she's seeing. And she's got to find a way to escape it. Um, and, you know, this, this movie, while filled with a lot of really dumb, dumb, you know, horror tropes, like our character goes into an abandoned house at one point and flicks the light switch and can't figure out why the lights don't come on, you know, or she has, she has a landline at home, which, you know, that was, I was talking with, it was on chat with Courtney Dan, like, why, why, I was loving in movies where people still have a landline at home. It's like, I haven't had one of those in about 15 years. It's silly. But, you know, when they have to have the cell phone and then the phone rings so they can pick it up and it's more suspense and there's a jump scare in there. So I thought it was pretty well done, to be honest with you. I know April was very fond of it. Um, and come to find out this movie, which has been out for maybe two or three weeks, just kicked over, just hit blockbuster status, kicked over $100 million. So big success. Huh. Hope that doesn't mean there's going to be some clunky sequel to it because I think it stands alone very well on its own. And you know what I'd recommend it. It's in theaters right now. Go support your local theaters, I would say. But I thought it was pretty cool. The star was uh, Sosie Bacon, who was in, uh, I believe, 13 Reasons Why. That's what Courtney told me. I'm aware of that show, never watched it. And she's, of course, the daughter of Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick. So she's Hollywood uh, royalty. So yes. she has one degree of Kevin Bacon. That <laughs> was the exact joke that April made. So not, good, good job being second banana. Never gets old. Never well, gets I old. I wasn't, I wasn't there, Charlie, so I, <laughs> I assume I'm first. Your, yeah. second, your second banana by default. But anyway, yeah, I would recommend that. I thought that was fun. It was it was good. It was a good suspense thriller as opposed to the gore, which there was some obviously some some blood and whatever it is involved in, you know, people committing suicide or whatever. But it's not like it was wasn't it wasn't a saw movie, you know, it wasn't like gory. So I did I did appreciate the suspense. And there were, again, some very tropish jump scares here and there. So if you don't enjoy that kind of thing, not great to go see in the theaters. Go see it at home where you can be like, eh, bury yourself on the couch. But um, Katie, I know you know what I, I know you know what I'm talking about because uh, horror movies. You're just I thought you're referring to me, it. Charlie, because that's what. Oh, I'm I, yeah, Todd, Todd, we have had frequent conversations that Todd is pee pee pants when it comes to horror movies. <laughs> I get a little skittish. I do. Yeah. I like I like watching this. That's one of the things. Why yeah. I, I say that that's very funny I because I would not have assumed that you would get freaked out I know, because right? you like horror movies so much. Where right. that's the thing. Aaron has right. been very surprised by the way. He's like, you didn't find that scary. I'm like, no, it's like we watched trick or treat while we were carving pumpkins. And I was oh, laughing. That was very, very <laughs> gory movie. That's, yeah, a, that's movie. a very gory yes. one, as I recall. So, but anyway, I would recommend this one again. It's in theaters now. Uh, go support your local theaters, but I'm sure it will find its way streaming somewhere. I think this might have been a universal. 
So you probably end up seeing it on mm, the peacock. peacock. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So cool. All right. That and that's it for me, Todd. What have you got? Now this better not be two things. It's one, one thing. thing All right. Because <laughs> that was the rules. Don't break the rules now. You try to yeah. skip, skip around the rules. Yeah, so a new show um, that has really taken my wife and I by surprise, it's on Netflix. It's called The Bastard Son and the Devil Himself. It's actually inspired um, or based on a YA novel called Half Bad. came out in 2013, and um, it's British, and it is essentially about um, two groups of witches, the Fairborn and the Blood Witches. It's funny because in the book they're called the Black and the White, so I, I kind of figure out why they changed the name. Because that kind of comes off bad. Yeah, and just a little bit. Yeah, it's a little weird. So the Fairborn are kind of like the ruling class of witches, and the Blood Witches are essentially like like Slytherin, or you know, you, you think of like the Death Eaters, different group. And it's a moder- takes a place in modern uh, Britain, and. I was just taken aback at how good it is. And my wife says, this is actually very good too. And it's very well acted, very well scripted. The cast is excellent. And it really is a dealing with the fact that uh, we have two siblings, half, half siblings, um, that essentially one is fairborn and one is blood. And the blood, uh, which who's a, a boy, uh, his sister is a fairborn, He's the child of the blood witch who essentially is like Voldemort. And he is out. And so if you are a blood witch, the Fairborns will typically kill you. Um, And they have a group of, uh, you know, enforcers. And they all have witchcraft powers and different abilities. Some can do control plants and some can control lightning and do different things. But they're all skilled in hand-to-hand combat, weapons and things. And um, But the blood witches... Um, not only can do uh, the same type of magic, but they also are heal fast. They can do different things. And his father is notorious because he essentially killed almost all of the ruling class of the Furborn at a peace conference where they were going to actually uh, sign the peace accords. That kind of sent things to hell. And But there is obviously more to this. It's like eight episodes long. I'm two ups issue, uh, episodes in. My wife has gone ahead, and she's waiting for me to catch up because she loves it so much. Um, we know there's a lot of bad stuff on Netflix, but this one really pounced at us, and it was like it's a surprise. So um, if you're looking for something that's a little different, it's definitely um, younger characters, but there's not really a romance lead to it, which is great because mm-hmm. I always feel like that's always the, the lead thing, like Star-Crossed Lovers, um, which is, I mean, there is a romantic interest, and it kind of feels like the you know Romeo and Juliet, that type of thing, but it's not the focus which is great um it's a little bloody and there's uh, like some scenes where i'm like wow that is really gory and gross uh, but well done <laughs> so um i i, I really recommend i really recommend if you're looking for something new it's a little bit more mature but still um with teen leads but it also has adults that aren't dumb which is which is nice too um because typically the teens are the smart when the adults are all dumb and not knowledgeable so there's and there's twists as well so really like this really cool um and hopefully this continues but it's british i'm hopefully this was not made for netflix so it's actually continuing to be made so netflix doesn't cancel it so it doesn't pick it up but, but maybe this it's, one will do well the, it just debuted last do. week it just right. debuted last week, and because so much stuff gets dropped on Netflix, you know things get lost in the shuffle. But this is really good, so check it out. I was gonna say I haven't heard of that until right now, so yeah, it makes sense that it dropped last week. But I hate how things get buried like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. It makes it's, it really no, it's, difficult. It's, 
it's tough to stand out. Certainly, to stand so much content. I mean, how we talk about it all the time. It's just burr, burr, burr. It's why it's it's why I line up with what you say, Todd. About it's it's tough to rewatch anything anymore because there's just such a deluge of everything. I mean, Katie and I are watching old episodes of Star Trek because that's what we do for our show. But other than that, I mean, April and I are rewatching The Walking Dead now, but we haven't watched it ever rewatched it before, and the show's been going on for twelve years, so it's tough. Yeah, I mean, even that one. Uh, animated movie by uh, Henry Selleck, uh, which is written by, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, Keen Peel. I'm blanking his name. Um, Jordan, uh, Jordan, Jordan Peel. Keegan Michael Key. Oh, Jordan Peel. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Peel wrote this. It's directed by Henry Selleck. It's a beautiful animation. It's called Wendell and Wild, and it's on Netflix. And that thing should be a huge success, and it's gotten great reviews. Wendell and Wild came out? Oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I it dropped. I was waiting for that, right. and I didn't know it came out yet. <gasps> I'm putting that on my list. Sorry, that was a total. See, look at that. That's your PSA. You're getting you're getting the shit done. I was just laughing because you were like, it's so hard to watch, like rewatch stuff, and I'm like, haha. Watch my autistic brain because I have difficulty watching new things because of all of the uncertainty. Will I like it? Will I not like it? How is this going to go? And I'm just like, no, I need my comfort shows. I'm going to rewatch Keep on the Age of the Wonder Beast for the seventh time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, seventh time. That's rookie numbers when it comes to me. Well, I'm glad we have a service here to hopefully keep introducing things to folks and let people know when things are actually out. Mm-hmm. Yes. You rock and roll. That's what we do. All right. And speaking of what we do, that is the end of the Geek Easy Todd. We've reached the final frontier, the final countdown. It's time to get over to the airport. Air Qantas. There we go. Very good. Musical interlude. Katie, I finally got you to do something musical again. It's been a while. But we got to get down to the land down under. That's right. The mutants are waiting. It's time for the Thunderdome. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! Thank you, Tina! We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And we are here to take you down memory lane of Secret Friends Unite through several highlighted episodes. And then also at the end, we will be giving our predictions of what will be happening in the nerd of, world of nerd by episode 800. So Mark knows I don't do like years correctly. So he takes weeks and figure this out for me because we did this in coat mode. I didn't get it right. So Mark has probably figured that out of what 800, when, when 800 episodes will actually happen. Well, Todd, there's 52 weeks in a year. So it seems kind of. Hey, I, no, I just, I'm with Todd. I just <laughs> hey, asked is that to Katie? <laughs> is, that your, is that your version of the classic? Weeks classic. The classic I'm with stupid with the, the t-shirt. No, with the no, play. I'm legit with, I was like 800. What is that? Like 400 years from now? I don't know. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It's, yeah, it's Mark, Star like, Trek. It's uh, Katie. It's Star Trek. It's, it's like, Star, yeah, it's in Star it's, Trek it's, years. It's, it's TNG. Yeah, it's TNG. It's in Star Trek TOS. years. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like leagues, you know, leagues is a, not a measure of length. It's a measure of, <laughs> no, it's a measure of length, not depth. I don't know. I like don't it. Know. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like light where it's a, where it's a wave and a particle at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. So amazing. Someone last weekend or yeah. last week. Well, well, Mark is keeping us on track, and my son's taking a stats class for now. So just guess what fun that is when my son starts teasing me and asks me, like, "What do you think, Dad? What's it going to be?" And I'm like, "Oh, jeez, I'll be 
Oh, well, we're going to get into this. So we're going to look back at 400 episodes. We're going to start because I could not find the podcast document for episode one. So I said, let's do 10. So this is why we're in 10 increments. So we're going to start with episode 10. I I remember when we did 300, we like republished episode one and it was, it was. We're never doing that again, Charlie. It was horrible. It was God God awful. Yes. No, it was unscripted. It's on on archive.org if you really want it. So go there. (laughs) These are the moments I'm really glad that I came on after y'all have worked out the kinks. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you think we've worked out the kinks? Thank you. Some kinks. Well, some kinks. Relatively. The, 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 the biggest. Okay, wait. Kinks. I think after talking about Manscaped, I don't know if I want to go to kinks. <laughs> oh, you brought it up, Katie. Use the term. <laughs> We're just oh. going along with it. We're along for the ride. So here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. So, All right. Back on the tracks. Back on the so tracks. So episode 10 uh, was dropped in November 2015. And uh, I will tell you that um, some of the things that have stayed consistent and some things that have not. So in. Episode 10, we had the news with, with, with Madam Webb, so that's consistent. Uh, in the news segment, it was announced that Michelle McLaren was going to make Wonder Woman. Do you guys remember when Michelle McLaren made Wonder Woman? I have no idea who that is. I assume she's a director. She didn't make it because Patty Jenkins did. So. Exactly correct. But I'm just saying, yes. yeah, if that was her, you know, stab at her 15 minutes of fame, that that, that train has sailed, I'm afraid. Yeah, no idea who she Well, is. that's the funny part about these news stories because some of them were announced right. and did they actually happen. Uh, so I hope Michelle McLaren did something, but she didn't do that. So that she has done some Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones oh, in well, you Shining know, Girls. X-Files. You know what? Yeah, being being employed, being employed is being employed. So good for her. No, it's just funny how, you know, DC, once again, right. They announced one thing, something else happened. And (laughs) we got one good Wonder Woman. You know, DC is the is the equivalent uh, Simpsons equivalent of Duffman. Duffman says a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Yes, Yes, absolutely. So then DC Duffman. What what we had in episode 10 for I don't know how many episodes we had a hotline, guys. We actually I, had a Google Voice phone number. I, I like people- the I, I like the hotline, I, but, no. but it was super rare that we got anything out of it. I was to say, did anyone actually call it? That's yes, my question. They we, did, Katie. We got a we got a fun spoof once of someone who was imitating Doctor Doom. Do you remember this one, Todd? Oh my! I God. do. It was very weird. It was like <laughs> Doctor Doom with a weird like. A, like speech impediment very odd um yeah we had lots and we had some regular folks who would just call in leave leave uh, like their take on something which was a lot of fun it was a google voice we eventually said let's stop doing this because you know we keep on talking about it no one called in so we eventually the number just went back to the google voice heaven so it's there if somebody wants it maybe somebody's calling you <laughs> i don't know katie 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 and mark do you think that's something worth bringing back on a trial basis no. see if we can, no okay all right that's why <laughs> moving on charlie you talk you basically you don't even use a phone you use memes and texts <laughs> you know what this is the 21st century todd I, that's, that's why i'm saying things work. People, yeah exactly so <laughs> that was a th- that was a thing we did um we also had a segment called previously on which was replaced by the Kiki. So we just previously right. on, we did a little snippet where it was like everybody used to on TV, they go previously on blah, 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 previous. And I mm-hmm. use that as our, our, mm-hmm. our check-in, but we mm-hmm. replaced that with the Kiki. Um, and on previously on, we were watching flash and arrow. This was the early stages of when, the arrow. They were watchable. Absolutely. When they were so pretty, <laughs> in my opinion, when they were watchable. 
yeah, when yep. they were watchable. Um, something we also had was the pull list. So this was essential. We would talk about the new things coming out in TV, movies, comics, whatever. And it got to be a lot. It was laborious mm. to say the least. Absolutely. Yeah. Our episodes were really long back in the day because we had to cover something in TV, something. Yeah. So it was something yeah. we we that went away. Um, right. But you know what? One thing we didn't replace was the Thunderdome. Um, Tina's been with us a long time, Madam Webb. Uh, they're the first, the first ladies of SFU, and we've added a few more. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're gaining traction here. Hey, um, I am thrilled to be part of the lady group of the, SFU. And, and, and the one of the ones that's actually a real human being. So, You know, that also has its perks. Well, yes, Tina's a real totally. human being. She just played one on TV or in the movie. Right, there you go. Yeah, exactly. She played a real person on that's TV. Right. A real lady. Well, that's the, you Good know for what, her. You know what? In this workaday world, that's that's more than most people have a lot. Of the two of you, one of you knows this network exists. Exactly. 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 <laughs> one of them hasn't seen us for using me, their voice. So. <laughs> As Ron Burgundy might say, compelling and rich. Exactly. Um, and the topic of uh, the Thunderdome was right around Thanksgiving. So we did Thanksgeeking. So just things we were thankful for in the world of geek. Nice. So, so episode 10. There you go. Uh, let, fun fact, episode 102 was our first video episode. So if you go back, you will see <laughs> old YouTube videos of Secret Friends Unite back in the day when we would like use Google Hangouts that would output the, the video onto YouTube and we would get our audio out of that. Oh Charlie was often uh, video podcasting on a bed because he's so right. professional. Uh, I, like, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a desk. So it was either that or, you know, and I had a kid at well, home. Well, you don't, so really, you've had one now either, Charlie. You have a table. Re- <laughs> uh, well, I, but I've been a diary, but we don't have any kids and I have an office now, so I could do that. But back in the day, I had a kid and whatever it is. It was not long April and I got married. So I didn't really have a, a private space. I'd be laying in my bed or sometimes I would lay on the bunk beds in my kids' but room. But you were, you were really reclined, Charlie. It was like, at I know. Point, I thought you might go okay. In Charlie's defense, I believe that I have done several podcasts from my couch. So, <laughs> if Charlie has brothers. I mean, I also right now. Yes. do not have a set space. <laughs> you know, this has I, become kind of pseudo consistent, right. and then my kitchen table is kind of pseudo consistent. But I have done many for a lot yeah. of years when we weren't doing video. I would do it. Todd loved it. I would do it in my den with the fire going, and I would be extra stop. I got to poke a log. And I would go back. <laughs> I swear. You know, I think the second Code 47 that we did was done in a conference room at the GVSU I Innovation and Design Center tech. That's I, right. And you were like, stop a minute. You go off camera, fiddle with something, come back. Okay, I'm back. Yep. Because <laughs> I, I had I, to. Yeah. <laughs> I, creati- creativity knows no bounds. I thought Charlie might be the first podcast casualty because he was like in a fall in the fire or something or a fire would happen <laughs> and the fire department would show up so it was like literally oxtra i gotta go and coach i'm like what is going on <laughs> fireplace should be fun not like a i have to keep it from going on because if it goes out we're all gonna die of freezing so, it could be yes, you never yes. know yeah so we we had some fun uh we have some great old episodes if you want to check it out uh, we have some old connects uh we did a video bo- uh podcast back in the day uh sean capri bob Bobby Pauls was on that. Elisa Goodman is. It was one of the the first women co-hosts we had. Um, right. Great, great. Lisa was great to be on with us. Um, one of the things I didn't say is we've had the same theme song for almost 
375 episodes because a friend right. of the show made it for us. So that that theme right. song you hear coming in is an original piece. Um, right. So it's thank awesome. you for Kiku um, for yep. just making that for us. Way back when. Yeah. You bet. So there we go. A little bit of just as, as we go. Mark, did, Mark and I did this for co-op mode, but I actually quizzed him. So I'm being nice and no. not quizzing anyone um, because I was too lazy to do the homework, to be honest. So too many episodes. Yeah. Uh, episode, <laughs> so episode 110, uh, April 22nd, 2017. Uh, right. So about five years now uh, from now. Uh, the news Xanth was getting a movie and TV series. So many of you may not know what that means. But I know, Xanth, and we talked about it. <laughs> but Xanth, I had Xanth to Google is, it. Yeah, Xanth is one of the most successful fantasy series of books like that ever. Would be right. um, Piers Anthony, it was one of my first loves of reading it. It's just definitely a music, ma- magic fantasy with lots of puns and things like that. And I've loved it, and I thought it was going to get made. And it's never been anything more than made. There, there was one video game, and that's about it. Uh, it, they said it was going to happen, and I have not heard anything since. So that's what I'm talking about. These news stories come out. Sometimes they happen. Sometimes they don't. I'm it's still a, hopeful for Xanth, but five years gone. It's it's a it's a capsule in time. And again, not everything obviously comes to fruition if it doesn't have Marvel or DC or Star Wars slapped on the end of it. So yeah, and, and even then, it's not. And even yeah, it's just <laughs> even that. yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mark, how we've been waiting around for stupid Rogue Squadron, and that's you know that's in the ashes. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, the yeah. Geekies arrived uh, round. I, I don't know when exactly, but we did have it at that point. So like I talked about, we were watching Ten Cloverfield Lane and reading Secret Empire. So Ten Cloverfield Lane, great movie. Uh, totally. Dan Trachtenberg, who directed Prey as well, um, mm-hmm. just really good uh, spinoff from Cloverfield, which became like a, a thing. Um, it was Mary, Mary Beth Winstead and John Goodman, and they really they set that one up for a sequel as they always do. And and in all space. we got, a, oh. yeah, no, the, yeah, then we got a sequel in space, which was, and I feel like we talked about this not long ago. At the end of it, they escape from a spaceship, whatever it is. There's a there's an escape craft rocketing towards Earth, and in the last one and a half seconds, the Cloverfield monster appears like it's going to eat the shuttle pod, and then it's over. That's the only connection to Cloverfield in whatever the hell the follow-up was. Cause it wasn't this one. This one took place in a bunker or something. Yeah. Mm. I, it's really bizarre. I don't get it, but uh, secret empire. That was a Marvel miniseries. I enjoyed that one, but I absolutely cannot tell you anything about it. That, that was Nazi re- cap. That was the Nazi cap. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, no, when well, they yeah. faked out and said yeah. that cap was a Nazi. And yeah. everybody was like, no, I, yeah, I, have, no. I, I have a couple of cool action figures that spun off that one. I remember enjoying it. Beautiful covers, beautiful painted covers came out of that one as well. And I think I had one of those with the frame covers in my den at one point. So I remember liking it, but again, can't really tell you the specific at the end that, spoiler alert, it was fake out the whole time. Cap's not a Nazi. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I what? know, right? It's nuts. I do remember seeing that news article and everybody just being like, obviously not. Done. Right. <laughs> right. He was, yeah, he was Hydra all along. It was all because. Yeah, he was intro. Like, literally, his first comic was him punching a Nazi. Obviously, right. this is not a thing. And it was, it was the cosmic cube thing, and then they changed it back. So it was just like anything. But yeah, anyway, Todd, was, what? Yeah, he was raised really as a child by Hydra. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or was it that subtle little like yeah. Hail Hydra whisper yeah. in, in Endgame? Like, exactly. I, I did like have a kind of. They, that was the one playback I think that we we might right. see in uh, in the MCU. I don't yeah. know if they'll revisit that, but like that right. was that was a nice little call. I thought right. that was pretty great. Yeah, most F. 
Cool. Yes. So in the Thunderdome, Charlie, I don't remember this at all. We played the name game. I don't know the what that name is. Name game. So that's not. It's not a variation of like the our IMDb twenty questions. It's not. What's the name game? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Hold know. On. Is that where you you listed a name of something obscure and then the other person had to deduce what it was about, kind of thing? I mean, geez, at this point, we have to go back and... Todd, do these episodes live? So do we get all these put on the website? I don't know if I uploaded all of them. I don't know, Mark. I know we tried to to populate as much as we could on the Um, website. But I I I own them all. I I have them physically on my hard drive. So um, I can put more up. I put it to you. Let us know what the hell the name game is. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously. We don't know. (laughs) Well, there's that name game like... Anna, Anna, both. I don't think we did that. Oh my <laughs> you get to Chuck uh, and the game's over. Oh, yes, oh. it is. Chuck, Chuck, blue boy. Okay. Yes, yes. Becomes very go. blue. Yes. Um, episode 210, March 30th, 2019. Uh, in the news, Stargirl got its first look. And unfortunately now, Stargirl, which is one of my favorite um, Arrowverse era shows in the CW, it's actually ending with season three. So it's Mm. sad, but the CW is on a freight train to Cancellationville. And she both shows. Yeah. Oh, well. All all things that come up, huh? Yeah. Uh, The Geek Easy, we saw us. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Now, that's I was talking to. I was talking to actually it was Courtney again today about she was asking me about suspense films and I said Jordan Peele has a great trilogy of films in so much that there's three of them but they're not connected great suspense films and this was the middle one of the two the first one was Get Out and then Nope came out obviously just a few months ago so this was a great one with was uh, uh, what the hell is her name uh, Nupita Liango mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Uh, the Black Panther film and then Winston Duke also from, from Baku. Black Panther. Yeah, Mbaku. Mm-hmm. This was, movie was terrific. I mean, wow. Hands down, Jordan Peele, one of the, I think, one of the best auteurs, creators that we've had in a number of years in filmmaking. He's just, he's a dynamo. Yeah, then uh, we had a segment with Shauna from the LOE. So we did some mini interviews. I remember yeah. that. Now, that was, that was right when April and I were really getting into. Uh, doing doing the cosplay thing, we were involved in a group called the League of Enchantment. I did this interview at a show in like a break room, and I'm like, "Can I talk to you a little bit?" She was a young kid. Can I talk to you a little bit? Mm-hmm. And her father was the guy who ran the league, and so I interviewed her about that experience, and that was fun. And I know, and I know there were other people. Seamus, who was her dad, was on the show at once upon a time, and we had Carol and Ryan. Uh, one of the one of the other guys on the show. So we've had some various, you know, people talking about different things from kind of from that world. It's not as a big a part of our lives anymore because April and I are really involved in the Grand Petoskey and the Star Trek Club these days. But yeah, kind of a capsule in time back in 2019 because that was a big thing for us back in those days. Yeah, we we did it, and we did a, we did quite a few interviews. I got to do an uh, I had to interview uh, my favorite author of all time, Raymond E. Feast, uh, very popular fantasy right. author. Uh, it was weird because we did a, a video during the middle of it. My internet dropped, so I could only do audio. He was oh, doing no. video. It was so bad, but at least we got to do audio. We got that there. So that was so great. And then I also interviewed Peter David at a Comic-Con. Oh, room. that's so I wild. Said, Can I just interview you? I'd love to interview you. And he goes, How about, are you ready now? So I'm like sitting there with my phone trying to do it with him. Very awkward, but Peter David's great. One of the best. He wrote Star Trek. He wrote um, actors. Sure he wrote everybody. The Hulk wrote Hulk for a million right. years. So Peter David's great. Um, yeah, so that we've done those. And obviously the opportunity to do more interviews would be fantastic. So all the folks on the show, definitely – 
interviews would be great. If you if you think of anybody you'd like to have on, I know Mark, you have a lot of guests. We have guests on SFU and co-op mode. So, mm-hmm. um, and then you've had writers on um, Code Forty Seven, Charlie. We sure, yeah, we've had the Tipton brothers who wrote the Mirror War saga recently and really need to reach back out to them and get them back on. So, yeah, most F. Yeah, in the Thunderdome, we did our most anticipated movie. And, and this was really like, um, and it wasn't just of that year. It was just like our most anticipated movies ever. We put this out in the, in the, in the Secret Friends Unite group. It was funny because people talked about all the movies they were interested over time that we were really excited about because Endgame was going to drop. And I said one of my most anticipated movies at the time was The Phantom Menace because... I right. had no clue what was going to happen in this start. Like we hadn't had Star Wars in so long, and I'm like, I don't know what to guess. Right, and the Todd Phantom Menace hype was real. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Tell them the story of the movie that you had to sit through in order to see the Phantom Menace trailer like six months earlier. Okay, since Charlie requested, I would have not repeated this, but yes, I was so desperate and so excited about the, uh, uh, you know the Phantom Menace. I went and saw Wing Commander because the trailer was playing in front of me. If you want to watch a piece of shit movie, Wing Commander might be one of the worst movies I ever saw in my life. Oh, my God. And keep in mind, this was after Todd had graduated from Michigan State, so we were no longer together. He was off in the Air Force at this point. So Freddie I was Prince not, Jr., I was not Lillard, com- fighting I was not com- Space yeah. Lions. What could be better? Not complicit Wait, Space Lions? I don't know. This sounds pretty baller. Well, and Mark Hamill was in it as well. well what? Well, so it's basically a series of video games. Mark Hamill was and... Wasn't Mark Hamill in the game? He was in the game, and so was Tom yeah. Wilson from Back to the Future, and Malcolm oh, Tom F- I've met Tom Wilson. Very nice guy. Oh, I don't know. This the cover of this screams just so much. Super nineties camp. Super nineties. Yeah. Alien. This Lions. is taking itself way too seriously. <laughs> watch the trailer. And, watch oh, the trailer. It's the. Oh, oh I'm my gonna. God. I I'm think gonna. I think we got Katie. I think we got to watch this and we got to talk. We so, we need we need a schlocky '90s Patreon segment. Look at those of us making up content. Oh my god! Oh my god! Ooh, yeah. yeah, I will yeah. I will shit all over '90s movies. So yeah, so I will I, shit all over my childhood. It'll be great. Oh. <laughs> so that's, I watched that horrible movie so. just so I could see the trailer. That's how bad it was because YouTube didn't exist. You youngins don't remember this, but to watch a trailer, right. you actually had to be in the movie theater because it wasn't going to be on TV. Until like, right. you know, just before the movie right. dropped. So that's how much I love Star Wars at the time. You folks. know, you could have at left. Yeah, you didn't that's have right. to watch you, the you, movie. There wasn't, a, there wasn't a guy sitting there next to you with a 45 pointed at your temple saying you can't leave. You know, so uh, you, you, you bear the, some responsibility. You, you don't remember the time. This was not like I go home and watch Netflix. I'm like, I'd have to go to like the Blockbuster and hopefully find a movie to rent because if I didn't do this, what else was I doing? I mean, yeah, right. on demand Anything was... Anything else. You could have just gone and watched <laughs> the trailer and then left. I could have just sat in the parking lot and questioned my sanity. <laughs> no, you could have just left. You could have gone home, mowed the lawn, played some D&D. <laughs> She, she's kind of got, yeah, rethink your life choices. Anyway. I, I spent $7 on that movie ticket. I was in. So I you was spent $7 to watch the trailer and then you tortured yourself for, I don't know, how long is this movie? Katie, you're talking for an, to. For 100 minutes. You're talking to Todd Anton Extra, the, possibly the cheapest man you'll ever meet. He's I'm not going to let seven dollars. He's not going to let $7 go. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, well. oh, well. But that was the whole thing, just asking people, what was their most anticipated movies of the time? Very cool because, you know, it changes. It's not what how it turned out. It was right. if you really anticipated. So very cool. Right. Um, then uh, we started our covers uh, where we do that at the beginning of every episode at 272. Ooh, I'd say what, a little what, too what late. What was it? 
What was I it? Remember? I don't remember. Oh, well, it was a it was a Batman. It was a Batman cover. Oh my god! Well, we will again, starting with episode four hundred one. We're going to go back to a number one matching, obviously. And then we'll go one and two and three moving forward, and then we will obviously rotate that every one hundred. Because and then obviously pick something else because there aren't just aren't that. Otherwise, we'd only be doing detective comics or action comics or yeah. something that actually rated that high. But yeah, this was this was always fun. We've always had a good riff, and then we had a segment where we would pull it. And Todd, I think we and Katie, you were with us. We've only done it once or twice where we pulled five randomly generated numbers and then we'd read the comic and we'd offer commentary on it. Mm-hmm. We're totally we're totally due for another one of those. It's been it's been at least six months. So we should we should dig back in. Yeah. I think the last one you did was with me. So Yeah, definitely. Most I definitely. think we should make Mark participate or at least read them anyways, as you know, feel the pain. Right, exactly. So yeah, here you have to read this issue of Action Comics from 1948. Good luck. Well, some of them were bad. Oh, some were God. so bad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So along the way, um, you know, we transitioned from many different podcast uh, hosts to Mark is uh, been kind of our guru to the website, and that's where we transitioned to um, uh, where we are now. So all of our stuff is hosted there. It's really easy to get to. Um, all of our feeds are up. So thanks to Mark for there, and we've added some other things along the way, um, and we'll have more and more stuff there. So it's it's really fun uh, to have that and a consistency now to have all of our stuff there versus we if we change servers, then is it going to go away? Will it be lost of time? So right. thank you, Mark, for that. Much nope. Thanks, Mark. We <laughs> love it. Yes. Uh, so the last look back we're going to do is episode 310, January 20th, 2021. Uh, in the news, Willy Wonka prequel of Timmy, Timmy C, Timmy Chalamet in 2023. Has anyone else heard about this movie? <laughs> First yeah. of all, I haven't heard of anybody calling mm-hmm. him Timmy C, but that's okay. But I mean, um, is it still actually, happening? Is it still yeah, happening? It's oh, okay. still happening. Oh, yeah. um, um, Keegan Mike, or... Um, yeah, uh, Keegan Peel is going to be in it. Um, they've oh, got okay. like a whole cast going on. There's like screenshots and everything you can okay. see of it. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I feel like I haven't heard a blip, so maybe it's a little under the radar. So, and I by mean, the way, it definitely I, is under the radar, but I will note that you just combined the names of Keegan Michael P and Jordan Peel into Keegan Peel. One of them. It's going to be one of them. The one who still acts. The other guy's a bit. Yeah, it's a. It, yeah. That's Keegan Michael Key. I, oh shit! I just did it. Okay, never mind. I'm, I'm gonna stop talking now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So in the Geek Easy, we were watching WandaVision and Mythic Quest. The funny part about it was there were no Marvel shows for the first year of Disney Plus. Right. So yeah, WandaVision was the first one we got. And it and it was great. I don't know mm-hmm. anybody who Phenomenal. hasn't enjoyed it. Totally, totally dug it. Yeah, and Mythic Quest just talked about a spinoff, and the new Mythic Quest comes out in like a week. And Mythic Quest, if for anybody not watching it, it's fantastic. It is about video games, but it's not about video games. I I should I should circle back. I I thought it was all right because that's on that's on Apple, correct? It is, Mm -hmm. and every season they do a standalone like one shot episode that is different than the rest, and they're always great. The only problem now is they got rid of F. Murray Abraham apparently, so he's not back on the show. Which I think he did something bad. I don't know. I can't keep up with these people. Terrible. Yeah. So there you go. That's a recap of where we've been, Um, and now where we're going to be, folks. Uh, Mark did the 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 math, and July twenty. 30? Holy cow. Will be episode mm-hmm. 800. So, uh, 
where will we be with the world of nerd? It can be TV, movies, a trend. Um, where do you think we'll be in the next eight years? So uh, we'll start with Mark. Sure. Uh, I do want to specify that uh, I asked Siri what 400 <laughs> weeks from right now is. So I can't take credit for math. I literally asked a pocket robot and she spit back a thing and I wrote it in the document. <laughs> Thank you, pocket robot. I didn't robot. fact check. Yeah, didn't fact check. Didn't Don't like, need to. It's no a robot. homework done. Mm-hmm. Just pocket robot, move on. So uh, if she's correct, yeah, 2030, somewhere in July-ish, whatever. Uh, I'm guessing... That we'll be seeing the MCU starting to look into like some Dark Phoenix stuff by that point. I think we're going to see Kang. I think we're going to see where all the Secret Wars stuff goes. And then I think we're going to get some X-Men shenanigans. And I think by that point, we're... Yeah, I think we'll be gearing up for like some galactic stuff. I think Kang, we're going to get like, you know, we're going to see some multiverse stuff. We're going to see some quantum realm stuff. And I think the X-Men are going to take it galactic. I think we're going to see like Silver Surfer, Phoenix, Galactus, that kind of stuff. Like I think we're going to start to see, yeah, see some more cosmic related. And I'm not talking Guardians cosmic. I'm talking... X-Men cosmic, like 90s cartoon yeah. X-Men cosmic. I'm hoping. Shiar Empire. That's, that's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Star, the Star Jammers in the Shi'ar Empire. Yeah, absolutely. Bring on the brood, baby. Although Mark, I'll say the brood. Mark, I'll ask you a question because this, mm-hmm. if they do do the Dark Phoenix, that'll be like the third attempt at the Dark Phoenix. Well, right. Correct. Will they get it Correct. right? But Will I think by 2030. Nail? Yeah, right. I, th- I think by 2030 they'll have earned it. And right. I think that it'll be disconnected enough from everything else because you know that yeah we're, we're i i think we're we're distance if they try to do it now i think it'd be like you right. know the the that movie X-Men was in 2019 take two so yeah. yeah right so yeah. like right. i think i think now is a bit too too soon to do it but like 2030 yeah. i think you can start to right. get some cosmic force stuff in there and not right. feel rushed and well, this would be this would be the first marvel the mcu's first attempt at dark right. phoenix because right. yeah. yeah. what Fox has tried it twice now and, and both yeah, times of Flop you know. Rooney. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully we can finally get the Phoenix to rise from the ashes. There we go. Yeah. I, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's an easy contrast to the fantastic four, 2005, 2007. Third time's a charm, right? And then they died off. They brought it back to 2015. And it was God awful. Now we're seeing it again. The MCU has an, Dad, I think I said this in a recent episode. They have like a 92% success rate. They only had a few really shitty movies. So how are they get how are they, you know, it seems almost impossible they couldn't resuscitate the Fantastic Four. So mm-hmm. I think I, I think I could get on board with what Mark is saying, um, that this could be the chance for the X-Men to finally have their their debut on the big stage. Very, very good. Yeah, we know. We already know we're getting bits and pieces, right? Leading up to Secret Wars and that kind of stuff. So, like, we're right. going to see X Men pop up here and there, but I think we're really going to hit it for the next phase, which should be dropping, you know, somewhere before 2030 and leading up to what I'm hoping. Right. So, nice. Timeline kind of maybe kind of makes sense a little I bit. I dig it. I dig it. Well, Charlie, we'll just pivot right into you since you were uh, I like it. on that one. Well, so Katie, will appreciate, 
Katie will appreciate that I brought up the Code 47 schedule, which I have <laughs> through the year 2032. So in July of uh, yeah, it was a, um, Mark, it was a moment of hyperfixation for him where he randomly, yeah. after I said yes, that I was going to be his new co-host, like maybe right. two weeks after he sent me an Excel spreadsheet with it was like, I have this planned out now until 2032. And I was like, so is this, is this a proposal? Should I be talking to Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I thought I was a little troubled having Holocron guests booked into like December. Oh, no, he has. Wow. He has ball and chained me. It I is, am. Well, I am in the Google Sheet officially. I, well, you know, in fairness, I did. I do have the host as TBD by the time we get to that point. So, <laughs> we have an out. but at, but at any rate, we yes. We well, then that point, okay. Uh, uh, peace out, guy. I'm gonna no. Fun fun. But at no, that rate, no. we should we should be approaching. Mark, should. Please don't leave me with them. Please don't. Kate, I hope you didn't sign anything. It was a nod and a handshake. But anyway, at that point with code, we should be at around episode 300, which I'm very excited. But to make a Star Trek prediction, I would like to think by this point, we will have seen a successful reinvention of a Star Trek franchise that can really click. You know, I, it's funny. We, and I, I keep promising we were talking, you and Peter and I, Katie, were talking about this just today about breaking down how we felt the JJ verse, the Kelvin uh, films were an enormous failure. And again, that's, I know there are other people that are out there liking it. I'm not going to yuck your yum. We as purists of sort just didn't really dig them. So I know my own vibe is with this golden age of television that we've got going on with Star Trek, a lot of great shows going on. A lot of some seasons better than others. I will absolutely admit. Um, but I think with building momentum over the next now we're talking about eight years, seven and a half years, that we can finally get us back to a point where the franchise is strong enough that maybe we can have an IP, launch a film series that's something original that would really knock your socks off. So that's my fun prediction. Not really basing it on anything. Don't really have anything to hang it on, but that's my hope. So it's a new iteration of Star Trek we haven't seen before. On the big screen. On the big screen. Okay. We've never done that before, right? No, there's never been an original IP of Star Trek on the big screen. So there we go. That's my bold prediction for the you year. You are 20. boldly going, sir. I, I'm boldly going <laughs> into that prediction in the year 2030. 400 weeks from now. Wowie wow. Katie, what is your bold prediction? Um, that we'll finally get a decent movie out of DC. Boom! What? <laughs> never! <laughs> I don't know. That is uh, stabbed with a trident right there. <laughs> I, think it's more, I think it's more. I think it's more likely that Star Trek will become reality and will warp to the stars. Before or that it. Disney will buy Star Trek because they have to eat every type of franchise. Oh my God, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't even really have an opinion on that one. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna claim ADHD time blindness on this because 2030 is just. I couldn't think about that seriously, so I was just making jokes on that, honestly. But I mean, I guess I guess I would like to see a Batgirl movie finally. That would be yeah. great if yeah. I could see someone besides um, Alicia Silverstone. No, well, or be- <laughs> beside um, something canceled. Besides something canceled, um, or besides just Wonder Woman. 
as the as the lone hero of the DCU. She's the only female. That's all we got. Yeah, I mean, and like the Harley Quinn cartoon series is great. Marco Robbie is great, but I just would love to see some consistency of what they're putting out because Mm. you know, and I I would love to hope. I would love to, but I am still too scared to do that. You know, DC has a 10-year plan, and they've had that 10-year plan three times. Right. I was going to so say, the, yeah. So for 30 years, they've had a 30-year, 10-year plan? Like no, no, no they just keep changing it every other year. Right. They have a new 10-year yeah. plan. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I am hopeful. Not? I am hopeful. I love James Gunn, and hopefully you can have some fun. Yeah, but the thing is, is that you can, you know, you can have a fantastic chef, but if you're giving them shit to work with, they can only make a shit sandwich. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Or so, as you as you recall, Katie, from a recent uh, Code Forty Seven, the Boba shit. Yes, <laughs> the pile Boba of shit, shit. with yeah. pile of shit with Boba Fett's helmet on. There you go. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. I'm I'm hopeful, but yeah, um, I'm yeah. still waiting for Green Lantern to be good, and that will be some. <laughs> the only no, thing sweet. good that came out of that was um, uh, Ryan Reynolds making a joke about how the shitty gag. that movie was. Yes, yeah, that gag much. was great. But they just need nice. to they just need to uh, give us John Smith and leave Hal Jordan out of it. Yeah, John. St- that's that's apparently what's happening. John Stewart is coming. They are or John Stewart. Excuse me. Yes. They are scrapping the, the plan yeah. for um, the the CV series that we're going to have with Green Lantern Corps, which was going to actually have um, Alan Scott, which was kind of cool. He was like the original Green Lantern and also Guy Gardner. Not happening yeah. now. It's going to be a John Stewart focus. So John yeah, Stewart is really John Stewart's the best Green Lantern. See, Hell I love Hal Jordan. Yeah. I think Greenland Rebirth is one of the best series by Green Lantern. I love, but yeah. I love John Stewart too. That's a great thing about Green Lantern. There's not just one of them. There's a whole core, so you can like it whatever is. Green Lantern you like. So there dig, you go. Dig your green. I also like Green Lantern very much as well. So that would excite yeah. me. Yeah. So my bold prediction is consolidation. Um, I don't think we're going to have a million players anymore. I think Peacock is doing horrible. Uh, Paramount Plus, um, I think it's doing well. I just don't know how well. Uh, I don't right. know how profitable it is. I don't know how much money it's making. Um, Disney Plus is going to have some changes. I think we're going to have to the point, Mark, you said, like, I don't get Hulu. Nobody else gets Hulu. I think Hulu is going away and everything will go into Disney Plus. Um, mm-hmm. Because that if you don't have a brand you can play everywhere, what's the point? Um, right. And then um, I think we're going to see some other things happen. Like, I mean, there's so many stars has a service and this has a service and it just, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, And what I'm seeing right now tells me discovery plus most likely will be spinning off Warner brothers. Um, And market. And I kind of went into this on co-op mode where I thought maybe they would acquire Sony, but I could definitely see Apple saying they want content and I could see them acquiring Warner Brothers um, because essentially they don't have much content. Uh, they've got Apple TV Plus, but you think about that. It's essentially maybe 10 shows total. That's all yeah, they've right. got so far. Um, and they want to be everywhere and they want to have you come to their, not only their devices, but get the content on their devices that they, that, they, that they distribute. I think it's a great way to add credibility because you think about HBO Max and being like, HBO has been like the pinnacle of production. Apple TV Plus already has some great, very qual- high quality shows. And with WB would be, or you know, Warner Brothers would come DC. And I don't think Apple would really screw with them as long as they had a very solid, uh, you know, uh, direction or, or people that could lead the force. So I think we're going to see a lot of consolidation. I don't, I, as of right now, I just don't think it's 
the, the future is very profitable as Disney's already increased prices, HBO Max has increased prices, and eventually it's like, are you going to pay $35 to $40 a month for Disney Plus? Because we're probably going to get there, and that becomes a challenge. Mm-hmm. So it's going to consolidate. So they'll have to eat other things to become more valuable. So I think we're going to see fewer players, uh, consolidation. I could definitely see Paramount and Universal combining. And we could get all Peacock and Paramount Plus become para Peacock plus something. Um, yeah, I think that's our future, um, which can be good and can be bad. Can consolidation, unfortunately, you'll see less output because you'll have less people doing things and there'll be more there. So that's why I worry about these things. Um, when Fox went away and got absorbed by Disney, right. Fox was putting other things out there that wasn't just superhero stuff. We're having to have less output, less opportunities for creators to go in and make stuff um, just yeah. because there'll be less, mm-hmm. less uh, areas to work through. So I'm hoping it's not a bad thing, um, but you know, We'll see. Yes, we will see Fair. in the future. Yeah. Yep, in 20, yeah. 2030. Well, we will yes. know. We will know. And hopefully we will all be here making this delightful program. We'll just be back on cable again, right? And that's it. We're just going to have cable boxes. <laughs> going, yes, exactly. With the big, when I was a kid, the big dial. <laughs> turn that Why not? Dial. Yeah, we, went, we had no ads. Now we have ads again. You know, that's how it's going. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Circle back yeah. around. Well, Todd, that uh, that brings us to a close for episode 400. My goodness, the memories. I feel like Krusty the Clown should show up and start singing us, a, you know, a, a, an away song. Send in the clowns. Um, but this has been amazing. Mark, Katie, thank you for being a part of this extravaganza. Uh, this has been awesome. Mark, where do people find you out there on socials? You can find me everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, elsewhere uh, on our Discord server as the underscore Canardian. Thanks for having me. This was great. Oh, you got good times. Katie, my my sidekick around yours. <laughs> uh, where um, do people find you? You can find me um, occasionally on Twitter on uh, the QT Geek, which is Q underscore T Geek. And then I have been uh, trying out Counter Social, which is just K Quinn, and that is K A E Quinn. Counter social. Well, we'll have to talk about a little bit more online because I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Todd, Todd, what about you? Well, when I'm not, uh, I guess, setting up Charlie on social media again because he gets banned on Facebook for things he shouldn't do. Um, if you see a Charlie Carton on Facebook, by the way, guys, it's not Charlie <laughs> Carton. <laughs> it's an old lady no. for some reason. It's I got weird. hacked. I got hacked over the weekend. It was a whole so thing. weird. It's weird. So, folks, comfortable reminder. Have backups, be on Discord, be in other groups and have your connections there. And we are on Discord, which is great. It's a great place for people to connect, uh, meet as a group, do all these cool things and share the things that we love. So definitely join our Discord group. But I'm going to say, follow me on uh, Twitter uh, at Tioxter. I know Twitter is kind of a weird space to be in right now, but there's nothing in it right now that allows you to connect with so many people that you don't know and so many great people and make connections. I've made so many cool people, friends and things. Yeah, there's a lot of horrible people out there, but you know what? Don't judge us for this just on that. They're they're going to be horrible wherever you go. Yeah, right. Um, but you know what? I, I I and we've met a lot of cool people. Had guests on totally. the show. We met from uh, yeah. Mark and I. Uh, Mark you know, is the king. Yeah, definitely. Twitter. So yeah. so definitely go there. I'm just having fun. Uh, fantasy football, video games. Uh, you know, being stupid and dumb. That's what I do. So follow me at T Oxtra. 
You're damn right he does. And uh, you can find me over on Twitter and a lot of different uh, socials uh, at, at the C3. Spell it out. My lovely uh, wife, April, and I run the USS Grand Petoskey here in Michigan. That is a chapter of the Star Starfleet International Fan Club, of which actually in Region 13, which includes Canada, uh, where Mark lives. Uh, I have become the reg regional commissioner, which means I'm... I'm not going to say I'm a big deal, but whatever. I'm responsible for help, helping people enjoy their experience. I can say Burgundy. he's a pretty big deal. Thanks, Katie. And the Ron Burgundy by, of Star Trek. I'm the Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and actually, by the time you're listening to this, we will be out at the Grand Rapids Comic Con in Grand Rapids. If you happen to live in Michigan, uh, November 11 through 13, please come see us there on the show floor. We're also having our annual meeting that Saturday night, and would love to see you there if you'd like to learn more about what we do. Uh, I also try when I'm not busy being banned on Facebook, now that I'm back, uh, filling up our Facebook community with fun content and things of that nature, trying to have a good time. So friends with that, uh, I'm going to bring us to a close. Thank you for 400 wonderful episodes of supporting us and all of the shows, all the, the crown jewels uh, in our secret friends unite network. There is so much more to come in 2023. So Thank you for being here with us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Keep it bye sleazy. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.